Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Hello and welcome to this week's Mall Over podcast, the only rugby podcast that gives you all the news, views and opinion on the weekend's rugby action, all with a West Country accent. You can find us on Twitter, we are at Mall Over Podcast. We are Mall Over Rugby Podcast on Facebook. You can find all of our content on uh, Sound... No, not on SoundCloud anymore. That's been a while. Uh, Anchor, as well as Spotify and Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts and all of that sort of good stuff. Um, I'm joined this week by Ben. How you doing, mate? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. And all the way from the Alexandra Palace, in what could only be described as a hammock village, is uh, is a lensman. How you doing, Doug? Now then, I'm literally underneath the hockey on which Gary and the Sun will play this evening and tonight's dance match. I know, obviously, on this audio... That's why you can hear the music, because there's, there's, there's only, like, the, the, the great unwashed are being let in as we speak. Wow. I mean, for those of you that can't see, Doug, Doug has gave, given me a bit of a tour of his hammock village, but there's about 10 hammocks all just kind of set up under the stage in the, in the Alexandra Palace. So all the things you don't see are uh, the cameraman in between sessions probably wanking themselves into a stupor. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing that right now. (laughs) Um, So there you go. Doug is under the stage. Um, But welcome anyway. Thanks for coming. Big wank. In this uh, festive edition of the Mallover podcast, we saw the return of the Premiership this weekend. um, And there were some pretty, let's say strange results, but there were some pretty strange turns of events should we say uh, i happened to watch will greenwood's um st- instagram story which was probably about 27 seconds of my life i'll never get back what was that can, um, can you tell me what will greenwood's instagram story it was yeah, along no the uh, along the lines of um just some strange quirks of this weekend's premier action. So like four of the teams didn't score a point, a single point in the second half. So Northampton, Leicester, Bristol, and 
somebody else, Wasps, who lost as well. Didn't score a single second half point. Bristol lost uh, 41-0 in the last half and a tiny bit. Worcester lost 33-0 in the second half. Oh, that was Worcester, not Wasps. Um, Worcester lost 33-0 in the second half to Gloucester. Just a bit of bit of random useless thanks, information, thanks, really. Cheers. Yeah. yeah? Never asked. Yeah, thanks, mate. Anyway, <laughs> let's um let's kick off on Friday night. Uh very quickly we'll we'll chat about um Worcester versus Gloucester. Um I watched a lot of this and Gloucester for for, for forty minutes, it was probably one of the worst rugby matches I've ever seen. Um Worcester couldn't attack. Gloucester couldn't stop dropping the ball. And uh, yeah, it just went on like that for, for 40 minutes. And then in the second half, Gloucester finally decided to, to turn up. And a, and a young lad who's played a couple of games this season, I don't know if either of you have seen much of him um, or if you've, if you've done any Gloucester games this season, Doug, is that Louis Reese Zamet? I haven't done anything with Gloucester this, this year so far. Uh, right. Well, games and he doesn't look as good as Ollie Thorley. No, he's different. My humble opinion. No, he's kind of different to Thorley, isn't he, in the way he approaches you. Thorley goes looking for for what Reece Samet strikes me as a bit of a Johnny May style winger. Ben, have you seen much of him? Um yeah, he played in at least one of the games against Connaught and he, he looked, you know, decent, like a decent youngster, but didn't really give a lot of clues of you know what he was going to do in this game. Um, you know, I, I didn't see this one and, and, but I, there was a lot of tweets about, about the kid. And, uh, the first clip I saw was, was just where he chased the ball. So I I thought it was a bit much just that he could run fast, that it was getting that much, um, credit on, on Twitter. But then, uh, then I saw the, the try that he created with that piece of skill, which was, you know, pretty special. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, They've had a lot of good wing of good wingers there recently, and I think you're right. I think he's got a little bit of May to him. Um, he's not quite as unpredictable, I'd say, as as early Johnny May. No, no, and and maybe that he's he's a a slightly better rugby player at at, at the same sort of age or the same the same Lightly level better at being a professional rugby player well <laughs> you kind of know what i mean johnny may for a long time was was quite directionless and he was just like oh i've got the ball ah oh, where am i gonna run whereas this lad looks a little bit better coached earlier in his career i don't know it's it's a bit it's a bit bit of a shot in the dark but uh, either way um wales with their current injury problems uh, he might find himself getting back across the border fairly sharpish. Play, and, uh, playing at six. Playing at six, yeah, or in the set or at ten. Um, Gloucester did finally take hold of this game, as I say, but Worcester were terrible. Well, Ryan Mills went off on it for a yellow card, um, but between between the angry Maris Piper, which is uh, Duncan Weir, and then you've got uh, Ryan Mills and Ashley Beck, and um, was it Nanai on the wing with with somebody else? They just they were just completely toothless Worcester, and uh, they offered absolutely zero going forward. Um, so we'll leave that there. Um, 
Saturday saw the bulk of the fixtures, obviously. Um, Doug, you were had the privilege of being at Allianz, Allianz Park. Did you did you bump into James? I didn't. Um, no, I didn't. I don't know why. He's uh, probably avoiding you, I mate. Was, uh, yeah, <laughs> He's probably avoiding you. the road at uh, the nice little Italian metro cafe, which is quite nice as a group of camera. But uh, yeah, I mean, Saracen's, uh, you know, everything, were, everything, everything they do just works. Um, like, honestly, they, if they fell in the barrel of dicks, they'd come up sucking a tip, wouldn't they? They're unbelievable. Some geezer throws an offload that hits a bloke square in the mush and lands straight in the hands of Max Malin and dots it down. I mean, it just doesn't happen for other teams. And then everyone says, oh, Malin's had a brilliant game. And, and he did. He was all right. But, I mean, they just... It doesn't matter what happens. Like, every decision goes their way. Every offload bounces the right direction. They get knock-ons at crucial moments again when they're defending. It's... If it wasn't so close to my house, I would never go there again. <laughs> but it's convenient for work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hates exactly. Ar- hates Harrison's love um, money. And uh, yeah, so the rumours are now that Johnny May is going to join them. Seen that to, uh, today. Absolute joke. Absolute joke. I've so been there doing it. But that, that side that they put out on Saturday was eight clubs worth of international players. You know. So let's just double down. We're doubling down on the cheating. Saras- catch us three times. Saracen's side on Saturday was Malins, Maitland, Tomkins, Barrett, Daly, Farrell, Spencer, uh, Mako, Jamie George, who didn't get called a fat mess, um, Cock, Itoji, Cruz, Ezekiel, Earl, and Billy Vunapola. Uh, how did Ben? How did Ben L play? Ben L was good. But you would be if you like anyone would look good. If you've got fourteen other world class players, that's why Max Malins looks good. And don't forget that they brought Skelton off the bench. They brought that American prop off the bench. Lama Satelli, um, Jackson Ray. Yeah. Uh, who else did they bring off the bench? Oh, it's, it's just, it's Duncan really Taylor, Alex Lewington, yeah. Jack Singleton. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a job. It's a job. Ben, you wanted in? <clears throat> yeah, I mean I was quite looking forward to seeing um, how Bristol did get on against the full strength, strength Saracens because there was a bit of a B- Bristol bandwagon um, starting up and I, I I see them as a little bit like um, some of the decent Wasp sides of old that, that could look brilliant a lot of the time but coming up against a slightly more pragmatic team with, with equally good players might struggle a little bit and that's kind of what happened. But um, as we said to, to Lloyd, friend of the pod, when uh, he was a bit despondent, it, it was a bit of a um, compliment to Bristol that, that they did put the full Death Star out. You know, pretty much their first choice team um, probably felt they had to do that. I think it's interesting that the England fullback's playing on the wing and there's another English kid playing at fullback, though. Yeah. Um, and uh, in the... The um, newspaper article, I think it was the. Sorry, Doug, I didn't catch that. Uh, no, I was just going to say the England fullback should be playing on the wing. Well, yeah, that's. Brilliant. I I think I agree with you, but um, yeah, Malins is quite similar to Goode. You know, he runs in a similar way. He's a bit quicker, but 
it's got he's got quite a lot of the same attributes and perhaps suits their way of playing a little bit more um but it'd be um <laughs> they might be relying on the likes of Earl and Malins when, when it comes to the international windows and it, it, at this rate they might lose them as well <laughs> well Earl maybe I can't see I can't see Malins getting a shout we've got so many crossed eh? Fingers crossed. Um, let's let's move on from Saracens. Exeter Chiefs went to um, where did they go? Welford Road to yeah, play to Leicester. play Leicester. Now um, this was a really interesting game. I watched a large large amount of this on Saturday afternoon as it was on the the BT Sport coverage, and for the first well. First 25, 30 minutes, Leicester absolutely turned up. Their big players turned up. They they ran the ball hard. George Ford was nudging the ball left, right and centre. Um, Luke, oh, who was the referee? Was it Luke Pierce? No. Oh, I need to find out who the referee was. Um because it might have been Luke Pierce actually. It was Luke Pierce because I was I was commenting quite a bit. He seemed to uh, he seemed to favour them quite heavily around the contact area, and we you know Exeter do kind of live and die by the sword at, at the contact area a lot of the time. A lot of uh, people calling them for sealing off and and that sort of stuff. But your two Alagis, um, as I say, Ford, the guy who's um, uh, Tafua who was very, very good. They picked a massive back row to try and combat the uh, the Exeter power game. And uh, and Tafu was was excellent. Yvayanus, uh, they were just so good for, for 35 minutes or so. Um, Exeter managed to hang on to them. And then second half, Exeter just did absolute Exeter things. And Leicester just looked like they weren't interested again. It was really strange, you know, go from being 90, I think they were, uh, 19, 12 up. And it was, it was just not, it's not how Leicester have played all season. And they were, they were a real joy to watch. Exeter lost Henry Slade. Um, they've rested a, a lot of people. Um, but again, you know they weren't allowed to play at all, and I just can't understand the drop off from the from the first half to the second half. Ben, any any ideas? Um, I mean, it is sapping playing against Exeter the way they they attack. You know, maybe it took a little bit out of the legs, but you know, looking at Leicester's bench, it's it's a little bit beige um and and exeter have have got some very good players on that bench um we we spoke because we watched a part of this game together didn't we and and they've they've just signed cooper from newcastle he was really impressive um as a newcastle player and he added a bit of um sort of dynamism when he came on um hog is is something a little bit different for exeter i think he adds a bit to the team um and you know hill he seems to have scored every week so far this season from second row. So, um, you know, I think, you know, Exeter have got a better squad than, than Leicester. Leicester have got some outstanding individuals, you know, but 
Exeter's last try came pretty much directly from a you know a real great break by Tuolangi, and then they just went backwards from the breakdown for a couple of phases, and then Exeter picked up the ball and scored. And it it's almost like it's a team playing against some some great individuals with um, with sort of filler in between. Doug, Doug, what about? I know. Uh, did you want to get in on the uh, on the Leicester vibe? Uh, they're just. I'm thoroughly enjoying them being an absolute laughing stock. <laughs> I, I saw nothing, nothing more to say other than that. They're, they're, you know, they they seem like they're gutless. They seem like they're directionless. Um, so was Jordan Murphy having a barney with one of the fans? Apparently, <laughs> apparently the fan, from what I've heard, the fan was telling him to stop swearing. So he had a bit yeah. of a barney. He had a bit of a barney with him, and then went back later in the game to apologise. All while right. the all while the game was going on. So, yeah, what a helmet! <laughs> do you think uh, he'll be he'll be gone before too long, or do you think they'll kind of sidestep him a little bit? Hey, fingers crossed, eh? It just it's, goes, it's, there's a lot of fingers crossed going on at the moment, isn't it? it it's, ne- it's never a good sign when you start fighting with the fans, though, is it? That's usually... No, it's pretty universally accepted that that's a bad sign. Yeah, that's usually sort of <laughs> stage two on the uh, g- going to be out of here by um, February yeah. scale, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It's... Uh, go on. No, 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 I just... It's just really unfortunate. If they could just be average, Saracens would be so in the shit, but they're just not, are they? Because it'd be better if there was like 11 average teams and Saracens. Or, you know, you know what I mean? If if they could just pull out a couple of wins just to make it... What Saracens behind them now? 17 points? Yeah. They're minus, they're points, minus yeah, so, they're minus thirteen, unless they're on four. So they're on pace to catch them in another month. They'll be on, well, they'll be on positive points for the next round of the European games because they're, yeah. they're they're gonna they're gonna win all of those games, aren't they? With a bonus point, you they've don't, got, yeah. They've got excellent, <clears throat> haven't they? Oh, well, I suppose that won't be a bonus point. You'd like to think Exeter could win that. Yeah. Especially as they've they've they gave a lot of players a week off this week. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> that's even better. Can you imagine? Ten years ago, if Exeter were playing Leicester and they gave a load of players a week off. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's the game next Sunday, which uh, which which will definitely be worth watching. And it's at Exeter, so you might even make Exeter slight favourites for that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, depending on what sort of side Saracens put out, I mean, you could ex- you would expect all of their big guns to be playing like two full strength sides, the two best teams in the Premiership going at it, wouldn't you? So, you know, whatever, whatever happens, it's going to be it's going to be a fascinating encounter. Yeah, I mean, you, you'd still expect if Sar- if Saris did have their best team, they? they would still win quite comfortably because it's essentially an international team, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a, it's like a Harlem Globetrotters team. <laughs> That's that's true. Um, shit black kit. Uh, <laughs> oh, poor Saris, poor Saris. Um, let's uh, let's move on. A couple more games on Saturday. The Harlequins 
beat wasps. I seem to be. I'm gonna. We're gonna be rattling through these quite quickly. A because you're gonna have to go in a minute, Doug, and B because yeah, we haven't watched too much of it. Um, let's let's skip straight on then to London Irish versus Bath yesterday because we all watched a, a fair amount of this. Um, the first half, Irish playing that game. The first half, the first half was a monumental asset, wasn't it? I think it's probably the best way to describe it. It's one of the most Stephen Mylery things I've ever seen in my life as well. What that cross kick? <laughs> oh so garbage, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'll scuff this one. I watched it live, and they were they were doing all right. They were going through the phases, and it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, he goes, "Fipsy, Fipsy, cross kicks on, cross kicks on." And then he just... Wow. I don't even know no, what it no, was. Not, Steve. Yeah, no. I, see, I, I saw this. I saw this on uh, I saw this on Rugby Tonight last week. I'm giving it a go. <laughs> <laughs> Owen Farrell makes this look easy. <laughs> hold, hold my beer. Um, but that first, that first half for London Irish was... Uh, well, was it because Bath were that good, do you think? Or do you, Irish were Irish poor? I mean, if... if probably a bit of both but it's the first time Bath have turned up this season really it's... if it was anything like how I felt it was just they were so weirded out by the gantry being on the other side of the stadium that they couldn't actually watch the game with any degree of comfort <laughs> why not? because they were playing the wrong way is the TV gantry switched sides at Reddit. Do, do you remember do you remember when they went through that stage of doing games in 3D yeah I worked on quite a lot of them that that was like that wasn't it because that was filmed from the other side and it was all yeah. a bit weird yeah and it, you, you got the added bonus of not having Stuart Barnes on commentary as well which was, <laughs> which was good but um I think being one of only 17 people that was watching it yeah exactly yeah we you had to, you had to actually wear the glasses didn't you it was very weird but yeah yeah, but um, let's go down the pub and wear glasses. It was, it was, yeah, like it, it was the future. <laughs> it was the future. I, I bought a, I bought a telly at the time. Oh, three D. Probably paid an extra four hundred quid for it. It and, didn't look any yeah. different either. The only thing that was different was if, like, a touch judge walked in front of the camera, you just got a real sort of three D of his backside. Yeah, a real piercing headache. Yeah, um, four years of my life I put into that. Thanks. <laughs> Sorry, Doug. Um. Back to back, I guess. A lot of the techniques that we used on that. So there you go. Waste, complete waste of time. Oh, glad I brought it up. <laughs> Be Doug pulling back the curtain again. Yeah. Um, but Bath, I think, uh, you know, people were comparing Bath's performance to the one the week before in Europe. But I, I think, you know, they're always going to be more up for a league game than they are for a, pretty much a second team going to France for an assing. Um, and, you know, we said about Bath before that they were a bit toothless, a bit um, a bit vanilla with, you know, sort of journeyman players. But, you know, this game they had back Watson and Joseph, Rocco on the wing, Underhill was playing. And it just gave them much more of a cutting edge. And, you know, Joseph looked in really good nick. And, and Watson is such a great finisher um, that they were always just going to look a lot sharper. And I think line speed was better. Defense was better. But, but you know, they're, they're putting out a better 15 than they have been for the last few weeks, which, you know, I'm no rugby expert, but that tends to help. Yeah. And they're from, I mean, an wait, area. Wait. Of... 
Are you saying that if you have better players, you tend to play better? Yes, it's revolutionary, but Somebody I'm going to... Somebody needs to let Stephen Jones know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we can't, seemed... we're blocked. Someone, someone, yeah, someone who isn't blocked. Yeah. yeah. What seemed to make a bit of a difference, obviously, was Beno Urbano coming back and Will Stewart in the front row. They seem Beno to... Beno Urbano with enough legs for four people. <laughs> he is just two ginormous legs, isn't he? Yeah. There's some pretty big units in that bath pack. You've got Stook as well. Um, yeah, he's a lump of meat, isn't he? Yeah. Friend and of the pod, Josh, McNally, Josh McNally looks posi- yeah. positively small in comparison. Yeah. So, you know, going to get a bit of go forward there. You know, I don't think Bath are much, much different to Leicester. They just seem to be a bit more together than Leicester. Um, so I would imagine that they won't be far apart in the table. It's, it's wasps to me look like they might be in a bit of danger. Yeah. I mean, I watched on the, on the highlights wasps had several opportunities against Quinns in the last few minutes to kick to the corner, to set themselves up to, to get back in and, and win the match. And, they just kept balls in it up, like real. If wasps, they go down, like, that's, if they go down, that's the end of them. You right? Well, that's that's not a bad that's not a bad shout because if you look at the the likes of yeah, you know your your trail finders um, who are uh, not necessarily the pirates, but then if their ground is is a little bit better by then, uh, or if they've been able to build the stadium for Cornwall, then that might have a, a bit of an impact. Um, but you can't see, well, the, the the international players that are at Wasps, if they went down, they probably would fold, wouldn't they? Do you think? Or do you think that they would just... Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're not going to be able to pay for that stadium on game receipts. Of well, they, they, barely get any, they barely get anybody they, there they, now. They do. They do. They get 12,000 so in there but the, once you go to the championship it's going to drop significantly and then <clears throat> they've got to pay all those people and there's no TV money so it'd be fun poor wasps but looking at the ta- looking at the table I mean they're on six points Leicester are on four um, obviously Saracen's on minus 13 and then it's a, it's a six point jump and even at this early stage of the season after after six games they're six points behind London Irish. And you think, you know, obviously London Irish took a bit of a battering yesterday, but you know, it's starting to become, it's starting to become a bit of a problem, isn't it? Well, you've got to think that, that Bath on a couple of occasions already have managed to sort of get a forward pack performance together to batter a result out. They did it against Northampton. Was it? Yeah, they did. And, And you've got to think that Leicester mate, may be able to sort of turn on a performance enough, you know, score four tries in, in, in games. You've got Turlangi, Vianu, May, Genge, quite a lot of flair in that team with, with Ford as well. So, you know, I think they will win some games and you just wonder with Wasps, do they have the, I don't think they've got enough flair or enough power to, to do either of those things. And they're going to probably get caught in, Caught between two uh, stools, as in two shit teams. 
when you say stools toadstools yeah (laughs) not actual physical stool samples (laughs) um like i don't know leicester and london irish maybe who knows um yeah northampton doug went to the aj bell lost to sale um a surprise result for you or you know not, not really. Is, I think the cumulative coming. effect of getting your cumulative effects of getting your ass handed to you on a platter for two weeks is uh, probably something to do with it. Um, two pretty brutal games, and you know we're not going to be the last team that loses to Sale there. No, no, and and Sale, you know, Sale are a good side. They've got good players. Um, it, it's like um, it's like on a video game. If if you go into the AJ Bell, you get minus ten power points. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's just such a soul-destroying place to be. But, um, <clears throat> you know, you immediately lose 10, 10 points off your overall rating. <clears throat> wow. Excuse me. Go on, Ben. It, I've just, uh, I've just, I was just looking at that game and it says, Sale tries Ashton Van Rensburg Van der Merwe. And I, I'm not sure if that's three players or just one of their new signings full name. Um, oh man! But they're um, yeah, that they're uh, again. You look at their squad, and it's a strong squad, isn't it, Sale? Um, well, yeah, but even better if they can compete financially. Exactly, mate. Yeah, it's all those bloody um, South Africans. One, two, yeah. three, four, five, six, seven in the starting lineup on on Saturday, with seven and, uh, Englishmen on the bench. And and also, you've got they keep picking up brothers and twins, which. Seems like cheating to me. It's like two for the price of one. Um, Cloning. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I think I think Doug's exactly right. I think a lot of teams are going to lose up there. They're probably going to be nearer the top than the bottom of the table, I would imagine. But that's where I think this season is. It's going to be one of those seasons where everybody is going to be ev- beat everybody, and it's who can be the least shit when it comes to beating everybody okay. that that will not stay up. Doug's talking and nobody can hear him. He's muted himself again. Everyone's going to beat everybody except Saracens and Exeter who are going to beat each other and then lose to Saracens in the final. Well, Exeter have lost two games already, Lat. They lost to Bristol at home, didn't they? And Yeah, I mean, I guess they're saving, keeping players back because they can afford to this year. Well, they uh, they're going to be guaranteed the player the um they're going to be guaranteed the the playoffs at least, aren't they? Which is you know they they could almost afford to to pull a Saracens like they have done in previous seasons, um, where they've just rested a, a lot of people for for periods of the season because they knew that they were going to be in there and bring all the big guns back for for the finals. But, you know, it's a long way off yet. Next June, June the 23rd or something, isn't it? Ridiculous like that. Seems a long, long, long way off yet. Because it is, mate. It's six months. Yeah, true. True. Quite literally half a year. (laughs) Yeah, well, it actually is today, isn't it? Six months today. There you go. Um, That was boring, wasn't it? Let's... uh... (laughs) Do you want to do? Do you want to do some do some any other business before we go? Yeah, yeah, because I've got a run. Go on, then. um. So, grown ass adults shouldn't wear 
fancy dress. <laughs> That's it. Cheers. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought uh, I thought you were gonna say about grown ass men writing um, marriage proposals to female presenters. <laughs> yeah. She seems like a nice girl, though. Who's that? Old Woodsy. No comment. No, Doug, Doug's uh, Doug's muted himself. But... Sorry, I was just asked a question to which I answered. Somebody has just deposited some darts next to me. They... Um, yeah, just don't. Just if you're a, if you're an adult, a human adult person, don't just be better than that. Fair enough. Here's a question about the darts. How often do they change the board? Start of every match? Every match. Every match, brand new board. Yeah, yeah. Not even every session, every match. Talk, talk, talking of boring stuff. <laughs> well, it's just, you know, just, <laughs> just something that, uh, that popped into my head. What um, kind of grass seed do they use on the pitch at Bath? <laughs> I don't know if you know, but the water table there is quite high. <laughs> <laughs> do you know the pH of the water? Um, six. <laughs> well, well played. Um, ben, any other business for you? Um, just uh, well, we, should we thank Phil for hosting us? We had a we had a bit of a nah. bit of a party the other night, didn't we? Um, no, let, let's let's not because he hasn't been asked to show up or even answer any any of the messages. Yeah, that's true. Um, Fuck I mean. Phil. <laughs> All right, I won't thank him then. Said all of our female listeners. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we had a lovely afternoon, stroke evening at Phil's house, his mansion, his country farmhouse. Yeah, is uh... did my invite get lost in the post? <laughs> uh, must have done, mate. You're at the darts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cheers, Phil. He won't want to come. He's at the darts. That's what he said. He won't come. Invite him, and he won't come. He said you're I... an ignorant bastard. Highlight of the party was Russell locking his son in a cupboard. That was... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it seemed to go down well. <laughs> and, and weirdly, weirdly didn't even bother him. He was, um, he was, he quite liked it in there, I think. Yeah. So did I. Can you hear that? Quite... Hang on a minute. <laughs> What's, is, that, is that the darts? Giving you the darts music, yeah. Oh, brilliant! Talking of darts, I was going to mention that um, that Fallon Sharrock um, as my bit of any other business. Ben, are you finished? By the way, yeah, I'm finished. <laughs> well, the amount of people, the amount of people I've seen on Twitter and on social media banging on about equality. Because Fallon Sharrock has won a couple of darts matches, saying, oh, women are just as good as men at everything. Well, not quite. But, you know, she's she's done quite well at darts. Fair play to her. But darts is a sport that will all has always been and will always be pretty sort of equivalent when it comes to um, the abilities of, of men and women. The yeah, only let's issue pop the is. England men's team. Uh, the England men's pack against the England women's pack and see who wins more scrum penalties. Oh, well, it depends, who, it depends who's refereeing it. I was going to say, judging by the World Cup final, it might be close. Yeah. But, <laughs> Facts. But, but my, my point lies around, she's in there, she's doing it, fair play. The only, the only issue has been previously around um, access and women being able, being able to compete 
as in being allowed to compete as a, as a far as far as not being um, good enough. Now, now she's in there and doing it. Why is there? Why is it even a big thing? Just let her get on with it. She's doing quite well. She beat that Serbian bloke. She the old Sulovic. I think he was quite good. He was one of the um, one of the seeded players. Fair play. You're just a misogynist, Russ. Yeah. W- w- welcome to the Mall Hockey Podcast. Dinosaur. Not mate. I just think you know. Fair play. She's doing her business. Let her crack on. Let's not make a big thing of it. Georgie Bingham's going to have your guts for garters, mate. Oh, good. Georgie Bingham. That fucking wetty. Look at me. I'm on the radio. You must listen to me because I'm on the radio. No, I won't. Switch you off. Put a podcast on. You'll find Russ Nilsson's been on the radio. Once or twice, mate. And and I think you'll also find if you're, if you're at a loose end on Boxing Day between 12 and 3, I'll be on Love Sport talking about... Guinness Premiership, um, rather than spending time with my family. So uh, there you go. Everyone's a winner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. also Except love the general public. Love Sport is now <laughs> you're such a dick. Love Sport is now on DAB as well, so it's no longer just internet based. You can find it on all your good and not so good digital tuners. So uh, check check out Love Sport Radio. Um, I find it bizarre that they pick the fourth best out of us lot to be on their show. Why would you say that, mate? It's it's like when you're at the, um, you know, when well, you're. At... I might set up a Twitter poll. <laughs> you know, when do, you... do that, do that, and we'll see who wins. It's it's like they're at the restaurant, the isn't it? And that. they're like they're like I'd like I'd like the house wine, please. <laughs> I'd like the house what? presenter. What, what's your best wine? Um, what's your best wine? Yeah, could I have the fourth best, please? <laughs> Thanks. Amazing. Well, Russ is so upset about that. <laughs> we should definitely do a poll, though. Yeah, I'm going to do a poll on the ball over. Who's your favorite? Do, do the one that, that rugby stick did. I will say, who's the best? Ben, Dougie, Phil, other. <laughs> 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 but at least at least then it will look like somebody else has done it who's your favorite lord um for those of you that are still listening this deep <laughs> this deep into the podcast um it must be if not the worst one of the worst ones ever but you never know who knows it's quite self self-deprecating well, look, Before- it's christmas and it's yeah, free, free. Well, stop whinging. Yeah. Know, yeah and it's also, christmas um she was going to say we before we go we had a we had a review out of nowhere an oh. itunes review so uh the the itunes review came from it wasn't for that live one was it uh, uh i don't think it was it was it was from a, somebody called her de, herp derp effing work from the united states of america don't know but uh welcome new listener um great pod really feels like you're having a chat with your friends about our favorite sport. They themselves say they'll keep getting better. Have I been saying that for like four years? Yeah. Um, so far, unfounded. It's something, yeah, yet to be proven. Um, guys make us, uh, and I believe that's true. Guys, make a solid outline of topics and a little less dead air. Great work. Thanks for doing it. Uh, thanks so much for doing it. Cheers from the USA. Uh, and that's from Di Perk, D-A-I Perk. So welcome, Di. Sounds like a Welshman. Um, that's a bit presumptuous, but, you know, 
also you probably won't like us when it comes to Six Nations time. So uh, we have a history of upsetting Welsh people. But well, he, might, he might get also, a game in the centres. Also, if you're going to leave a review, try not to be a dick about it. <laughs> anyway, welcome. We hope you enjoy. Um, and we're glad you're not Irish because ultimately, you know, we hate them more than anybody else. Um, there you go. Uh, all that remains for us to say is uh, have a good Christmas enjoy your time with your families and stuff and we'll be back maybe next weekend after the round of fixtures maybe in the new year but uh, except in Ireland except in Ireland Um, go well for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.